The blockchain community can talk all at once about crypto changing the world, but until real-world solutions that make adoption quick, easy, and transparent take the stage, that's just a dream. Well, perhaps dreams do come true. While attending the Altcoin Mastermind in Bali, we had the opportunity to speak with two founders who are moving the needle closer and closer to mainstream adoption. You'll meet Brandon Bergeson, founder of MobiPay.io, whose solution allows you to spend or send crypto or fiat to any merchant or retailer directly from your cell phone. And we'll also introduce you to Jeff Kurdakis, founder of Uptrend.com. He wants to make it easy for people to be rewarded for their content. So let's explore these new solutions and two special crypto spotlight segments from Bali on episode number 306 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious, the crypto serious, and whatever level you're on, wherever you find yourself on the scale of zero to ten in terms of crypto knowledge, we're for you. Mm, I, I'm crypto. I don't care. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I don't care. Yes. So you're, you're crypto. Um, uh, what's the word for? Nonplussed? Non. There's another word. That's a good one. <laughs> we need more synonyms, though. Okay. Uh, another one for not caring. Mm, okay. I can't think of the word that I'm trying to think of, but I did go to DuckDuckGo and I looked up to not care about something. And this phrase always sticks out. Someone, they say, could care less. Mm -hmm. That means you could care. It's someone couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. Right? Yeah. Well, when you say, oh, I could care less then you're saying that you really actually you do, do care. care and you could care less, but you don't, but you do care, you care more than you want. Probably some other, uh, synonymous phrases to not give a hoot or to not give two hoots, not give a toss. That's, I guess mm -hmm. something they say. Yeah. And you could not give a flying frog hair to not give a damn. True. And then there's this one, have the hide of an elephant. Okay. Which is to be difficult right. to upset because, you know, it's you like thick skin. You have okay. the height of an elephant. Okay. So there, we all learned something today. Yeah. Welcome to Bad Crypto, folks. If this is your first time tuning in, we're a little uh, we're a little silly sometimes, and uh, but we've got a lot of great information. We've got a lot of great interviews. Make what are sure some you... synonyms for silly? Uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Precocious. Precocious. You're, <laughs> you're the precocious, Mr. Maybe Travis, that's right? it for the crypto precocious. Yeah. Oh, that's good. I like that. That is good. There it is. We found a good word. All right. Yeah. Make sure to subscribe if you've not subscribed yet. If this is the first time tuning in. Wow. This is an awkward one to start with. <laughs> you may want to start with badco.in forward slash basics. If you're just trying to learn about the cryptos, we put together a playlist and you can actually share this with your friends so they can start listening and learning so you can have conversations about the crypto and you guys understand what you're talking about. The future of digital economy is here. You want to know about it, badco.in forward slash basics. Excellent. And if you're just getting started in making your first crypto purchase, then check out eToro. eToro.com is, they have over 11 million traders around the world. They are now in the United States, and they are the largest social network 
of crypto traders. You can go onto their app and you can friend anybody and you can follow their portfolio. You could be part of the community. And that I find is, you know, what's most helpful. One of the reasons people join our community is because they want to be around other people that are interested in crypto and are having this dialogue. And so eToro's got this massive network. And when you sign up and uh, deposit $50 with them and then buy some crypto through their exchange with that 50 bucks, we'll send you bad coin socks. That's true. Make your feet happy. That's true. Uh, and, and, if you, and if you sign up and then send us a screenshot of doing that, I will actually wear the socks first. That's not nobody's going to want that. And uh, yeah, I'll wear them for three days. He won't. No, there'll be brand spanking new socks <laughs> that will still have the the you know they'll be covered so that no Travis is not going to wear your socks. I might badco.io. I wear one sock for, forward slash eToro. Check it out. You'd be like these socks suck. Oh my! Why do they stink? Travis wore a pair. Nobody ever told you how to do sales, did they? <laughs> no, the socks are really cool. You like them. They're super cool. They're very friendly. And uh, also very cool are the two gentlemen that we had the opportunity to interview just today. Of course, this episode will release a few days later while we're here in Bali at the Altcoin Mastermind. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is what we call our sponsored show. Crypto spotlight segments mean that we're being compensated for the content that we're bringing you by the founders of these companies, but we vetted them both or vet, vetified, we checked them out, and we think what they're both doing is truly amazing and potentially world-changing. So we're being paid so you don't have to be. That's true. Because we don't charge you guys anything to listen to our free content. We, we have nothing. no premium content. We never charge you guys anything for anything. Mm -hmm. So enjoy. You can't even buy bad coin socks from us. We won't sell them to you. That's true. And actually, both of these projects are really cool. You're going to want to tune in. Let's start okay. now. Boom. It seems like forever we've been talking about the importance of applications and tools that make it super easy for crypto adoption to take place yeah we've been looking for that one you know killer app that could potentially be uh, a nice universal payment system that is easy to use with your mobile phone and is adopted widely by you know big companies and this is make it easy it'd be nice to find wouldn't it might have found that solution uh oh yeah we're, while we're here in bali we have run into brendan bergeson he's a big guy so he's easy to run into <laughs> And I uh, literally ran into him in the elevator. Yeah, see, <laughs> moments ago. This is all I'm saying. And he's developed a universal payment ecosystem called Mobi Pay, M O B I E Pay.io, that might be that entry point solution. Brandon, welcome to Bad Crypto. Thanks for having me on board, guys. Appreciate the time. So, you know, we've kind of talked about what the problem is in the space. Maybe do you want to maybe uh, elucidate, expand on that a bit more or how broken the system is? Yeah, well, I think it really comes to mainstream user adoption. I think that's what every uh, company is trying to solve at this point. That's what, you know, Bitcoin was intended to be a payment solution and just hasn't reached that. And we believe we've created a solution to uh, handle that and uh, a couple of different ways. Good elevator speech, right? It is really good. Yeah. So I'm curious about how you guys are integrating with existing point of sale systems, right? So you've 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 uh, connected, it says, with over 225 different POS systems and over 500 
top retailers. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. So we um, we creatively utilized uh, existing rails that have been in place that are already with these big retailers. And we have a patent pending process in uh, how we utilize those rails to uh, to use cryptocurrency for these everyday purchases. So we have uh, about 350 plus just in the US alone, but these are all integrations that are done through a third party service provider. Uh, and that's where kind of our patent comes into play. Okay, here's the uh, the one-liner on your site. MobiPay allows you to instantly spend or send any major fiat or cryptocurrency directly from your smartphone to retailers and users globally. I mean, the idea here is to make it completely frictionless yep. for regular people that don't understand how to open up a Bitcoin wallet, right? Right. Well, I mean, the, I think the problem with these Bitcoin wallets is there's long strings of numbers and letters. And it's just that for me, that never seems like any normal person or grandmas or or teenagers will actually understand. Numbers and letters are confusing. <laughs> yeah, very Especially confusing. long strings. And we send you over my my, my some, some coin over here to B73498G29, <laughs> lowercase G4987323. Yeah, and then you, then you send it there and it gets lost if someone misses a digit in the copy of that. So our system is off-chain and we've integrated uh, purposely to with different blockchains to avoid this. So we can actually send cryptocurrency or fiat directly to a mobile phone or email address without the specific need of a, of a crypto address. And we actually tested this last night. You literally sent me some Moby to my mobile phone number and I didn't have an account. Yes. And it says you've received X amount of Moby click here to, to, to set up your wallet. And then I went in to set up my wallet, verified my phone number and then boom, the, the, the money showed up immediately in my account. Yep. Is that is that the patent? Tell us about the patent, because it seems to me that that is the killer part of this. That is like that Amazon one click payment solution, like the patent that you have maybe could be that. Well, there's there's several different patents. The patent on the the retail system is is really trying to bridge the gap until we can get mainstream adoption with merchants. So out that's why we're using these big retailers to then go and leverage that to get smaller, small, medium sized businesses to get them onto the platform. Um, and our patent really is really frictionless in a couple of different ways that we have pending. And really, it's about scanning a barcode, authenticating with your fingerprint or your face and the transactions done. And no, no more of this, you know, different verifications. It's a very simple process. I'm really disappointed that you don't have anybody named Richard on your team. <laughs> right? Because you need a Moby Dick. <laughs> well, he's the CEO, so maybe that's it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, ahoy. Now, you uh, you told me yesterday, by the way, we're, we're actually in the mastermind room right now. So the Med Crypto Podcast is filmed before a live studio audience. All you guys say hi. So you guys hear that? Okay. Say so real people. We could have just put that in as a sound effect, though. Nobody would have known the difference. Right? Hey. So Maybe you we'll make uh, that a sound effect. We can use it in future episodes. Right. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you are at liberty to share in terms of what you said off the record, but in terms of partnerships and reach, tell us what you can tell us. Sure. Well, I think we're focused on about five uh, different unique use cases for, uh, you know, some massive uh, uh, players in the space. One's a players in the space. So some big companies that are up and coming. One is a rideshare business. Another is an esports and not Uber business. and not Lyft. Not Lyft. It will be the third biggest one in the U.S. They just partnered with the Miami Dolphins. Um, so uh, just alone pre-launch, they have about seventy-five thousand users on board, and every user will have to have Moby in order to transact. That's Trav Drive, right? That's your rideshare service. It is. My You're going to drive people around. <laughs> yeah, and here in Indonesia, it's Grab. 
It is grab. You grab them by the sit down. You don't want to be careful where you grab here in Indonesia. Um, so now one thing that was interesting, we had a conversation around gift cards and mm-hmm. why, you know, merchants are, are loving this because you're creating a new revenue stream for them. And then the, the way that you take the, take, take their information and then create a, create a QR code or something. Tell tell us about that. Cause that sounds, that's really interesting. Well, I mean, the, the QR code generation is, is very simple as a merchant. You don't need any type of hardware. All you need to download is the app and we can generate a QR code in any form of currency. Then the merchant can see, receive their local currency and it's converted for absolutely free with no fees. There's not a, we don't, we're not building in any type of crazy arbitrage that you're seeing with these other companies like BitPay. Um, but that's, that's the QR code is, is is a big deal. Uh, 95% of the transactions in China are done based on QR code with WeChat mm-hmm. Pay and Alipay. $12 trillion last year. It's a massive market. So uh, I think we'll see this more in the Western states and you know Europe and US as we... I really thought that the QR code was the dumbest thing on the face of the earth. And then occasionally you'd see somebody stick one on a billboard on the highway and wonder, what the hell are you thinking? You know, you're going by, you're going to hit a QR code. That's not safe but crypto has made qr codes functional and cool right that's all you have to say about that he agrees <laughs> i agree one out of one brandon agrees <laughs> that qr codes rock that is no cool. they're they're great and, and you know i didn't really know much about them until i, I really dove into the space and started building out moby and moby pay and for us it's just it, it's a great tool and you can program it it's dynamic you can program it to any currency so we it, we really like and it's easy to implement. Mm. So you said you take no fees. So how does how does Moby actually make money? We have about nine different revenue models, and the the biggest one that we have at this point is uh, relationships with our third party service providers or third party merchants and retailers. We make a, a I would say a commission from them, and we part of our user adoption strategy is we give a portion of that commission that we make back to them to help to incentivize them to use the application. I want to go back to partnerships for a moment because I think that having partners with wide reach is really going to be the essential element that brings crypto. I don't know that it, you know, your your application certainly does everything that you intend for it to do. Right. But whoever gets the partnership deals to onboard hundreds of thousands or millions of people are the ones that all of a sudden their wallets are going to be in their hands. Right. And I think the problem is that a lot of these companies are going very, uh, their, their forefront is crypto. We're really going after the mainstream, uh, mainstream consumer, mainstream business, and we're utilizing the blockchain technology, but we're also utilizing certain systems like we are with these rails that I spoke to you about to bridge the gap. Uh, and, and hopefully when, you know, five, 10 years down the line, we can, we can see more, more, more adoption. So like for the masses, it's so crypto, you won't even know you're doing it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and you know, for us, it's it's the frictionless application and, and taking all the different steps that's out of it, and the confusion when it comes to crypto, and really utilizing a, a good user experience within the application that makes it simple. Mm. It's so crypto, even a caveman can do it. That's what it Rawr. is. That's true. So there's three different elements. It looks like so you have Moby, which you have the consumer wallet. You have Moby X, which is the currency exchange, and you have Moby Pay, which is the merchant tool. Well, maybe we talk about talk about those because I think you know that's interesting. What maybe this is first of all, what's Moby X? Moby X is uh, that's our for crypto and trading. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no. 
Sorry. Yeah, so we have MobyX, and MobyX, we built three separate products specifically for three different demographics, uh, and MobyX is targeted for our crypto users. So that's all the crypto assets, anything you see in a normal crypto wallet, but you can able to spend that crypto at these retailers globally. It also houses our in-app exchange that we have built, so you'll be able to swap uh, crypto for fiat instantly within the app on the platform. And I think the, the, the biggest thing that we're doing that most people aren't is we're building a mainstream consumer and retail banking app. And this is where these integrations with these rideshare companies, integrations with these um, uh, influencer technologies as a pure payroll source. So we can, right now we have the ability to mass send any form of currency, whether it be Bitcoin, crypto, I mean, Bitcoin, Ethereum, uh, US dollars or Mobicoin instantly to anyone's wallet. And here's what we haven't brought up yet. And this is one of the things that excited me is you chose Stellar yeah. to build your blockchain on. Absolutely. Stellar for us is a micropayment system. And what they've done uh, compared to every other uh, you know, platform out there, there's different dApps you can build on ERC-20 and whatnot. Uh, with Stellar, it's it's all about payments and it's the cost of transaction, the speed. So with Stellar, you can do 100,000 transactions for a penny and it settles in two to five seconds. So that's very important for uh, our ecosystem. And also our token is built on Stellar, which provides a pivot to fiat and cryptocurrency globally using their anchoring system. It's super fast. Super mm -hmm. fast. So you're, you know, with, with the Moby Pay for merchants and the settlement app, mm -hmm. why would a merchant not want to use it? They wouldn't. I mean, we, we have an actual uh, affiliate revenue model for them that's non-existent without our platform. Uh, and this is the primary reason we've been able to land some of these major partnerships that we have is because we are thinking outside the box. Also, we have proprietary data from a joint venture uh, that provides our merchants with data to uh, help um, sell more to their existing companies or customers and to acquire new customers. Hey, can you talk about some of those? key partnerships like the new one? Uh, yes. So one of them is uh, Trip Rides. Uh, Trip is a software as a service um, platform that just launched in the U.S. two weeks ago in Miami. Uh, they officially uh, partnered with the Miami Dolphins. So that's great for us. And what's good is they have 75,000 users, as I mentioned earlier, and every user and driver, rider driver has to have Moby to transact. So it's kind of a peer-to-peer -peer system. So we have active users right out the gate of 75,000 just for Moby. And then mm -hmm. we're currently integrating uh, our SDK kit into their software. There's some retailers that we can use this at? Yeah, retailers. I can't go over the retailers right now, but okay. it'll say the some of the biggest retailers in the United States, the big box stores um, and things of that nature, which we'll be um, doing a PR release here in the next month or two. Ooh, that's exciting. That is, that's, see, that's big to me. I don't know. You, you guys here that are listening with us, would you agree that having the partnerships that are automatically going to onboard, maybe that's actually the killer app? We talked about that yesterday here in the Mastermind, mm -hmm. and, and I think um, natural organic adoption is really, I don't think it's going to matter what the app is. If Moby Pay is the one that gets into the hands of hundreds of thousands or millions of people, guess what? It's a very crypto world. I would ask this, what about your team? So what makes you guys sort of qualified to, to, to be able to sort of launch this type of ecosystem? Yeah, well, what makes you so yeah, awesome? Yeah, what the hell? What makes you so Well, uh, the first person we brought on the team was our essentially our chief of counsel, Brian O'Neill. And, you know, everyone thought I was crazy doing a, a crypto project in the United States because of the SEC. He's formerly SEC and also formerly chief counsel of New York Stock Exchange. So from a compliance standpoint, mm. we started there. Uh, and then we move over to our CTO, uh, Nick Pooney. And 
And uh, Nick built an accounting uh, software uh, up to about 500 employees, I believe, and sold it to Sage, which is the largest um, uh, technology company in the UK. So he understands accounting systems and ledgering systems off chain, which allowed us to build what we did. So he's Moby Nick. Moby Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it's his younger brother. Yeah. <laughs> Moby Dick wasn't available. We'll take Nick. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> Just don't have any con artists on the team because then you'd have Moby Slick. Oh. Now, see, that's why we got the name Bad Crypto. Yeah, because that was love really it. bad. That's yeah. So uh, as we get ready to close out, is there anything else that you want to make sure our listeners know about Moby Pay? Well, I think it's just, you know, the the strategy for the mainstream user adoption, and that's really the key here. And I think a lot of people are focused on, you know, crypto, and you're a very small part of the demographic in the world that understand that. Um, so I think strategically, we're bridging the gap in that manner, and we have a real live application with a real user adoption strategy that that's, sets us apart with a, in, a, in a real business, right? We're not, we're not a project. We're not a concept. We have a live beta right now. Um, you can transact, you can do certain things on, but again, it's, the, the real business and a real and a real um, uh, user adoption strategy is things what sets us apart. I think the uh, the biggest coup would be to get Moby, the musician, as an influencer. Yeah. Right. Have you reached out to him yet? <laughs> not yet. Not yet. So being a Moby dick about it. <laughs> yeah. Possibly. Good thing it's spelled differently. That's true. <laughs> maybe maybe this uh, this is sort of an aside here. Let's see. Is there anybody in here that maybe has a question that they would want to ask? So we've got uh, Emil, who is the founder of the altcoin mastermind that we're at right now. Uh, he was on a previous episode. What number were, were you on? Do you remember? The number uh, badcode.in forward slash I don't remember. Uh, and he's got a question for uh, for Brandon. Yeah. Hello. Uh, I would like to ask, how is the app going to help people without a bank and people with a bank that they may, might not like? Great question. So our long-term strategy is uh, servicing the unbanked. And we uh, truly believe that commerce um, and having the availability to this technology in countries like Mexico, Africa, and Philippines would really help uh, with those po you know, impoverished areas. And uh, that's with our phone, you, there is zero need for a bank account or a debit card because we're integrated uh, and we'll be integrating with uh, uh, POS systems like OXO in Mexico. Um, someone from the U.S. just needs to send grandma you know, a hundred bucks in, in us dollars, it then opens up in pesos in Mexico. She walks into OXO, no bank account, no debit card and can transact. And no smartphone needed. You know, we, Do you need a smartphone? You, need a, you just need a phone. Yep. You just need a phone. So yeah. any, right, any dumb phone will work. Well, there's a text message feature that we'll be we'll be implementing, but it, it does need to be, have some sort of application. It doesn't need to be someone intelligent like Joel. <laughs> someone intelligent. Barely intelligent. That'll, <laughs> that'll be enough. Excellent. The website, mobipay.io. We'll be keeping our eye on you, Brandon. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, gents. Fist bump. Cheers. Uh. <laughs> mm. Thanks, guys. All right. Great content from Brandon. The dude is super knowledgeable. Like when he was filling us in last night before we did the interview, there was so much more content he had to share and his excitement level is contagious. Very true. Very true. And now I'm super excited. I got it from him. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. The crypto contagious. <laughs> so many us mm -hmm. words that can be either pulled from the existing dictionary or made up. That's true. The made up is word. Here's a sponsor. Here's another one of our sponsors. Nazgoas. Well, it's just Nazgo. Nazgo.com. You guys know who they are. They're the GoDaddy of blockchain. Who's your GoDaddy? Nazgo is your GoDaddy. So Nazgo to Nazgo.com. 
Mm-hmm. And get started, right? Yeah, because you want to, you know, look, blockchain can be super confusing for businesses that want to get on blockchain. They want to tokenize their business somehow, whether you're an individual influencer and you want to have your own tokens or whether you're a business, you want to tokenize what it is that you're offering to the public. And Nasgo has built the tools so you don't have to. Mm-hmm. It's all super easy. Just go to Nasgo.com, go watch the video on the site, download their apps and and check it out. I love having NSG in my wallet because if I want to send it to somebody else, all I got to do is use one of their apps to tech basically message it to them, the Amico app, send it to them and boom, instant cryptos in your wallets, making it seamless and transparent and easy for anybody to use. Nasgo.com. I had a joke, but I forgot it. Everybody laugh at the joke that Travis was about I had to something make. I was going to add that was so profound. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, Travis. Oh, that's so good. So good. All right, uh, let's get to our second interview. This Travis Wright. You and I started a second show because we thought that the social world was going to be absolutely taken by storm by EOS voice. Mm-hmm. And it, so far, it has not. the The folks from Block One have been completely silent. Yeah, they've mentioned nothing since they mentioned they were going to do this amazing project, and then they've gone radio silent. We've reached out to them, and we've not heard even a peep. Well, that's okay. N- nary a peep. Well, mm-hmm. we're standing by still because if they ever do launch it, we own the search engine for for EOS News. Yeah, right. so far. That's right. Great. EOS Voice, yes. But you know what? There there are um, others in the space that already have existing projects and have built up significant community. And one of those is at uptrend.com. That's uptrend with two Ns. And we've got the crypto community builder himself, Jeff Kurdakis, with us to talk about it. What's up, bro? Hey, Joel. Happy to be here on the show with you guys. Hey, Travis. Yeah, so uh, give us the elevator speech. What is Uptrend? Uptrend is built to be a next evolution in social media. The big idea is that everyone, I believe that everyone in the world should be able to earn a thriving income off doing what they love. So whether it's photography, blogging, uh, art, doesn't matter. If you can put it online, you should be able to make an income from that. And what's happening right now with Facebook, Twitter, they're, they're monetizing us as commodities. And so Uptrend is built to kind of be the the savior of that and to empower people. See, so your naked porn shots, Travis, should be making money. Really? Yeah. That accord, according to, well, I, I'm not going to pay you for it, but. <laughs> well, if you want, I'll send them to you for free, Mr. Joker. <laughs> yeah. you, we can check and see. So, you know, w- w- one thing is interesting, a lot of folks maybe don't even know this who listen to our show. When Joel and I first started, even before Bad Crypto, we were working with a project uh, that was planning on doing something kind of similar. It was called Deep Sea deepsee.io and the uh the ceo of the company kind of was like yeah i want to do something like reddit and twitter no 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 i want to do something like youtube no 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 I w-. like dude pick a lane bro he deep sixed it yeah he deep sixed the deep the deep, the deep sea and you know if if we would have had everything all the ducks all in a row we probably could have ico'd it right we'd just be interviewing ourselves though we would we would we wouldn't even actually interviewed it. we would have said hey we did this ico now we're in bali <laughs> this is good now, so 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 tell us. So, what was the what was the idea behind setting this up? What was that moment when you're like, "Er, this all sucks. I need to create something different." I think it was just a a culmination of everything coming together. I run like a pretty large Facebook community around a million people, and just how the 
algorithm of Facebook works is just absolutely terrible. Um, you're not getting quality content out there. I find like, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this, finding good content online, especially in related to crypto, is really tough. It's so segregated out there, some here, some there. And so I just decided, you know, there should be a better option out there. So I just decided, you know what? I'll try to bootstrap this thing. I'm not going to run an ICO because I was so jaded by these projects. Like you're talking about raising $30 million and nothing to show for it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know, I'll just, I'll put something together, see what happens. And uh, yeah, the response has been really, really good so far. How long has this been launched? It's been launched for eight months. Oh, okay. And uh, it looks very Reddit-ish to me. Would you say that's what you're most patterned closely to? Right now, yeah, we have a full website update, depending on when this is airing. Um, it should be like right now, what is it? August, what's the date today? September 4th? It should be coming out within the next two weeks that we'll have a massive uh, full uh, desktop and mobile upgrade. So it'll look a lot less similar to Reddit. Um, just because, again, I was bootstrapping the whole thing from the start. So just had to give the developers like a framework to work with. So that's You're originally going to call it Reddit-ish, weren't you? That was the plan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but here's, you know, so here's the, the one shortcoming of all of these social communities that we're starting to see rise up. Everybody's talking crypto on them, right? Because that's what's drawing us away from traditional social media which is broken to these new sites that are crypto based Mm -hmm. how do we get the mainstream to go i want to earn some of that one up token i don't know what the hell that is but they're giving it away yeah and again right now just because we're, we're trying to take things in real uh methodical incremental steps so right now it's only crypto content that's allowed on there but eventually it'll be all types of content and the reason why we didn't want to open it up to all content from the inception it's just because let's say there's like a low number of members, say a thousand. Some people are talking about cupcakes. Some people are talking about race cars. Some people are talking about crypto. The engagement on the post is just going to be really low. There's not going to be the feeling of a cohesive conversation. So that's something we really wanted to do. And secondly, if someone's, you know, like a 40 year old mom and she talks about cupcakes, there's a high likelihood that she is not going to be able to use our system. Like we have to, you have to input your transaction hash to re, to like deposit tokens and things like that. It's, for a crypto person, it's easy. For a normie, it would be insane. And so as we scale up and branch out into these other topics, we'll have a lot more simple systems that are more so on chain and just built in wallets. But uh, for now, it's a little more complex just because that's what our budget is allowed for. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Don't be a normie. Okay, I'm trying not to. I'm trying to be a crypto-y. So one of the, one of the posts right on, your, on, the, on the front page there that, that you had set up was like, how has uptrend influenced your quality of life. And I've read through this um, and in show notes and was read through it going like, wow, there's a lot of people from a lot of different countries who this is already having a significant impact on. So you want to maybe talk about that? Yeah, hundred um, percent. So like on uptrend, people can earn like the equivalent of around $20 per day if they just, you know, posting like any social media platform. And so to us in the first world, it's like 20 bucks, pocket change. It's a night out on the town, like, or like a drink or something. It's Um, three massages in Bali. That's right. Yeah, exactly. But for some of these people, I think what uh, a lot of the first world people fail to realize is that over 50% of the global population lives on less than $10 a day. And so we're able to double their daily income just for them interacting with social media. So there's been people posting things like I can now afford food for my family and a, like a new like electricity and things where I had to like not mm-hmm. have electricity for the last week. So it's been super powerful. Some dude from see. Nigeria was like, man, this is having a profound effect on my life here. This is, that was amazing. Yeah. It was he a prince. I think he probably was. <laughs> he was trying to sell me something. I got a question about the one up token. Whenever yeah. somebody makes, earns some one up token, do you hear this sound? 
<laughs> yeah. We actually, in Denver. Let's have, let's have Aaron actually add that sound. Yeah, that, that's great. And actually, in Denver, we have um, a place called One Up Arcade. It's a bar mm-hmm. and, and an arcade. So There's one in Kansas City, too. I think there might be over might be, yeah, yeah, could be a chain. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that has absolutely nothing to do with the token, though. It's nothing to do with at, One Up. At all. I just so got an extra light sound. Though. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. So, you know, one of the issues surrounding social media is free speech, right? Now, we know that these are all private platforms out there, and they could do whatever the heck they want to do. Uh, although, in my humble opinion, they should be considered, you know, publishers and subject to the same laws that any publishers would. But um, that notwithstanding, how do you draw the line on what you will allow and what you won't? Yeah, and that's that's a really important point to talk about because you know you can go on one side of the spectrum and you have Silk Road, which obviously we just can't we can't do. It's highly illegal. Yeah, killing uh, people and for money is not good. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I mean, Silk Road has has its pluses and negatives for sure. Uh, I'd say it was more of a net positive than anything, in my own opinion. Not for Ross. No. FreeRoss.org. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And then so you have other platforms like Mines right now, and they're really free speech orientated as well. And we're just trying to discover what that line is for us as well. We want to be very, very free speech. That was that's one of our foundational pillars is like lack of censorship or freedom of speech. But we're just starting to navigate those waters on like, okay, what is that inherently going to look like to create the the right conversation? Because if you go on minds, there there is some pretty sidious stuff on or, there. Or Gab. I mean, yeah. you know, as much as we're glad that sites like Gab can exist, it doesn't take long for somebody that is opposed to some speech they don't like to say, look at that. They, they've got freaking Nazis. Yeah. Like actual real living, breathing Nazis posting hateful and things on the site. How do you avoid that? And should you? Yeah. And I mean, that's a great, great question. And it's something that we're discussing on the team consistently. Right now, we're only open to crypto content. So if someone's posting about Nazism or hate speech, it's like, okay, great. Well, that's an automatic delete for us. Just well, what about crypto Nazis? <laughs> We have yet to encounter a crypto Nazi. I've seen any of. Them. Is there a crypto Nazi sect out there? Nazi coin. Yeah. <laughs> it's got the swastika on. You know, I, I thought about this. I've, I this... can joke about that. I'm Jewish. That's okay. Yeah, I've actually thought about the solution for that. Is, is I think it should be the audience related. They should do the moderation. It's yeah. like, almost like if a troll comes on there and they get a percentage of, oh, every time this person posts, they get so many negative. Like yeah. over time, like yeah. their ability to uptrend yeah goes away right totally. but, but now so now you've got mob mentality and mob rule which well, only is, if they're douches because uh it's like yeah well the thing is is that if you have a, a heavy-handed moderator that can just eliminate anyone or you know a lot of times these communities are they're not going to have the threshold of of the of the crowds to go in and negative everyone and if that's the case then you can monitor the people who are oh this person only negatives people monitor yeah. the monitors right yeah. so now you yeah. got a level two and i could see why you guys internally are struggling with this because that line is a really tough thing to draw yeah and even you know you mentioned community moderation let's say we had a lot of left-leaning people join the platform first mm-hmm. and now a right-leaning guy comes in and starts pushing his agenda he's going to get crushed so there's a lot of validity and kind of like a DAO style and community governed thing. But there is just this like very fine balance that needs to be explored in terms of freedom of speech and who does it and is there moderation and on chain, off chain and oh, GDPR. It's, it's just a crazy world. So we're trying so, to explore that right yeah, now. So where where are you now with that? I mean, again, it's all crypto related content yeah. at the moment. But, you know, the time is coming soon where you're going to have 
to you're going to be confronted with some really big questions in your face, like For not sure. hypothetical. Yeah. And right now we still have a year before we're going to want to start branching out into other topics. And those topics are going to, it's not going to be like, we're open to the world now. It's going to be, you know, say finance and then motivation or related topics. Exactly. So it won't be like, we're going crypto and then Nazis. So it'll. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a white paper right there. From From crypto to Nazis. Yeah. The evolution of uptrend. Very good. Very good. Let's not go there. Yeah. Not a good idea. So tell us, tell us about the team and, you know, maybe the long-term vision of uptrend. For sure. Yeah. The team is pretty much all built from the communities because on the Facebook communities, we have about 50 different moderators. And what is that group, by the way? Uh, so there's a bunch. The best one, uh, the one that has like the best engagement is called Cryptocurrency Investing. You can just search that on okay. Facebook. has about 140,000 members in that okay. one. Yeah. And then there's there's lots of other groups, but that would be the one to hop into if you're looking for for good content. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we have about 50 moderators that moderate this entire network. And they all have experience in crypto, different projects. Some have worked with Hydro, uh, one of the guys, just tons of experience. So we, when we launched Uptrend in January, I just said, hey, whoever's keen to hop on, hop on. And so it's been pretty much a community-driven project from the very inception. And even now, uh, we'll have people, when, when we see like a super fan on Uptrend, we'll be like, hey, if you want to join the Vibe Ambassador team, feel free. And so then from there, they can kind of show their true colors, see if like, okay, they got, they like have just a good work ethic. And then we... We just raise them up. So it's kind of like anyone the vibe, vibe ambassador, because Ooh. a big thing we talked about, you know, positivity and negativity. And, you know, you go on Reddit or Twitter. It's pretty negative there. And so one thing that I'd say is a foundation of uptrend is just it's really positive. There's not any negativity that happens there. And so people are just like, that's well, kind of their role. Join soon. Uh, we're. <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah, I'm that, kidding. that hurt me in my heart place just a little bit so uh, you've gamified this as well i see on here level one level two and level up so yeah. explain what that's all about yeah definitely so at level one you'll every time you get an upvote on whether you're whether you're posting or you're commenting you'll get one token when you get to level two you get 1.1 level three 1.2 so every time you level up you actually earn what's more the level upvote. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so every level, it gets 25% more uh, of a bigger spread. So it'd be like 100 points to get from level one to level two, 125 points to get from level two. Right, to but level what's, three. A, what's the level cap? What's the height? There's no level cap. There's no level cap? No. I can become like infinitely powerful on uptrend? But the thing is, is you could have an infinite amount of power. You could toss in $10 million into uptrend, go to level, let's say, 1,000. But the thing is, is you're not going to earn unless your content is still good. Because if people aren't giving you upvotes, then you don't earn anything. Do I get new powers and abilities? When I, I mean, I'm an MMO totally, player. Totally. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. And that's I what wanna, we're, we're working on that right like now. Warcraft. Mm. You know, and all of a sudden I've got more hit points. And your jokes will become funnier, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're really working on uh, gamification of the platform. It's, it's not our first priority right now. We have a lot of things. You know, if you're on mobile, you'll see it's still pretty archaic on the UI. So that's our first step is like, okay, upgrade the UI and then start to really get heavy on preventing duplicate accounts and like people gamifying the platform. And then from there, we'll start to move into like its own gamification and these kinds of things that you're talking about. Can you, are you attaching um, accounts to a phone number or how do you, you know, keep make it so people can't create. Yeah. And this has been a discussion that we've had for, for quite some time. You guys have lots of discussions. We have a lot of discussions. Um, Do you have a lot of actions too? 
lots of action. Well, I'll tell you what, like the the calls are like, if it's a three hour call, we'll have like two hours of creativity and one hour of implementation usually. So we have, I have this document is just called like uptrend notes and it's like 18 pages long of stuff where we're like, we want to implement this in the future, but just not in the priority. But, um, uh, to get back to the question, what was the question again? I already dropped it. Um, I'm sure it was really good. Yeah. Because I asked it, right? I think you did. Yeah. (laughs) So good. I don't remember it either. Yeah, we were talking about like, yeah, like different features. And we're still working on building out those. We'll have like keys and crates, kind of like in video games that you can unlock for doing certain things. Loot boxes. Exactly. Yeah. And so a big idea is to have different projects potentially sponsor those loot boxes for nice exposure. And it's just free to give away to the community. The big idea for Uptrend is just that we're trying to add value to people, not become this corporate conglomerate thing. So we're we're like kind of like the antith- antithesis of like Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so the one up token. Yeah. Right. That's that's exchange. It's on exchanges. Yeah. Right. And it's on Coin Market Cap, and I think Coin Gecko probably some of the other ones. Yeah. So how how is it? Is it mined? Is it you know what 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 happens? How does new one ups get created? How many are there? Maybe tell us about the tokenomics of the project. Yeah. And again, just because we had like it was such a bootstrap budget, we had to really think of. Uh, low budget solutions. So we unfortunately had to do a pre-mine. Um, so right now everything's just in a cold storage wallet. So then whenever somebody withdraws a point into a token, we just pull it out of the cold storage wallet. Points to tokens. Explain that. It's well, essentially it's a, it's a one to one ratio. Okay. Yeah, one point. So if you're a level one, one up vote, one point, one token. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right now there's how many? One billion. One billion. And and then over time, um, like as the total supply decreases or and or circulating supply increases, how much that ratio is will decrease. So they'll the pool fund will never eliminate. So people who are on there right now are earning more than say in uh, five years time. Mm-hmm. But if who knows what could happen with the token price? So it may actually even out. And that's what we're building our tokenomics around as uh, we actually have one up as a deflationary currency. So anytime an action happens on the platform, we're actually burning tokens from the from the uh, cold storage. So there'll be less tokens overall. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we allocate 30% of the tokens, we burn them. So like if you if you do one up vote, which is one token, we'll burn 03 and then we'll allocate uh, 20% into a, a gr- community growth fund is what we call it, which is essentially our first phase into a DAO. So the idea is that Uptrend will run as a DAO and we're going to do a security token issuance for it. So it'll be the first social media platform in the world where the people on the platform both control the direction and own the equity. Oh, that's very cool. So so you're based here in Bali, right? How, many yeah. of you, how much of your team is based here in Bali and what has your experience been like living on the other side of the world? Because this is our first time ever here in Bali and we've been blown away by the beauty and the, and the low cost of things. And the kindness of the people. Yeah. And the, the cost of the, and the $7 yeah. massages that Jolcom loves. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully you guys saying that will convince the team to come over. A lot of them have families. So I'm the only one in Bali right now, oh, okay. but we're trying to get um, in either January or February, a good number of us together. We'll rent out a spot for one month and just do a big team intensive here in Bali is the idea. And because, uh, yeah, like you said, it's so inexpensive to live here. The quality of life is so good. And then this is it's ranked. Uh, I forget what the website is, but it's ranked the number one spot for digital nomads to live. So the entrepreneur community is is just on fire here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to be, be part of that. I want to come out here and hang out for a month. Well, go ahead. Yeah, it sounds great. Who's stopping you? I mean, your house is literally baller. And you're like, dude, check out my house. It's a thousand U.S. dollars a month. Yeah. And you're like, what? 
Like that is just like hard, badass hardwood floors, an amazing pool. Like yeah, that that place in L.A. would be like fifteen, twenty thousand dollars. San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, you're really going to hurt the fee fees of people that live in San Fran. I oh, mean, man. they're paying you know thousands for a closet. Yeah, it, well, literally they are. It's crazy. It is insane. I'm going to go hang out in Jeff's house. All right, Jeff is uh, with Uptrend.com again. That's Uptrend with two ends. I'm assuming because the other was taken or did you just want to be no, trendy? Yeah, hilariously it's because the other one was taken but we're already in contact with that guy and we already have the the price for the website so we'll eventually switch to uptrend with one end but we just got to get the funding first and so we're we're a slow growth project right now even though we're onboarding like 250 new users a day but uh we're taking things methodically That's great, man yeah that awesome. may you continue to uptrend thank you very much joel may you downtrend mr joko how why are you being so you're mean old. to me you're today? old <laughs> that's not nice okay you can uptrend too thanks Man, I remember us checking out Uptrend when he was first launching this thing earlier this year, and it's really encouraging to see he's they're onboarding 250 people a day. I know that doesn't sound like a massive amount, but that's growth, Mm -hmm. and that's what we need. We need people every day adopting this technology, and, and they're going, wait, I can make 20 bucks a day? posting my content i mean he made it sound like you know in the western world well that's just a meal you know what i'll take 20 bucks extra day yeah for my how much content. is facebook paying you a day for your content they're how paying, much are you getting for instagram not only are they not paying me a dime but they're monetizing me right right we are the commodity mm-hmm. that the social media sites bank on if we're not using their platforms they they can't sell sponsorships. They're true. They can't sell ads. They cannot do that. So, yeah, that, you know, and this was really one of the beginning things that sort of brought Joel and I together in the crypto world was trying to solve this and working with people who are trying to solve this these problems. And here we are. I think Uptrend is a very interesting solution to uh, disrupt social media in a way because, you know, as we said, we've not heard from EHOS Voice. They're They're dark. They haven't said anything since June. I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah, really don't. We've uh, we've tried to connect with them and invite people to the show to come talk to us and nothing. I don't know if they don't like us or if they're just not talking to anybody. Don't know. I can't imagine not like but if you go on any of the search engines stuff and type in EOS voice news. We pop up. We're there. We're there. They're not. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show. As always, if you haven't taken a moment to review us yet, I know this starts to just sound like the same old thing, but really the reviews are so important. And if you'll just take 60 seconds to go to wherever it is you listen, if it's on iTunes, that's our favorite place to have your review, or you can even go to our Facebook group and do it and just, you know, five stars would be great if that's what you want to offer. If you don't want to do, you know, five stars, then go review that other <laughs> show that you like better. Yeah. Because we don't want any you know, bad true. reviews. That's not nice. Yeah, because we're bad, but we, we don't want to be bad, and we want you to stay bad. Oh, look how you just finish a show like that. Boom. You're like, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm literally going to drop, drop the mic. I'm gonna I would ra- drop the mic, but I don't want to damage the mic. I'm going to wrap this I'm show gonna up. I'm going to sit the mic down gently. <laughs> Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.